0: From the Three Story Method Podcast Network.
1: This is the Serial Fiction Show.
0: I'm Christine Daigle.
1: And I'm J.P. Reinbush.
0: Welcome to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. Today, we've got a supernatural horror by L.P. Styles called Dark as Away. Finn, guardian to his teen sisters, has managed to keep his broken family together. That changes when an ancient demon invades his small town. To save his sisters, he must fight paranormal evils he's never imagined, including his mother.
1: L.P. Styles is the pen name for co-authors Christine Daigle and Stuart Sternberg. They have two serials on Kindle Vella, the sci-fi serial The Molecule Thief and the horror serial Dark is Away. They previously co-authored a steampunk adventure The Emerald Key published by Ticonderoga Publications. And now a sample of Dark is Away, episode one.
2: The wind outside my bedroom window sounded strange, a series of whispers that built into a painful wail. The shrillness struck a nerve, so I abandoned my schoolwork and got up from my desk. I leaned against the window, searching the yard. The oak tree leaves kept the darkness in, while clouds kept the moonlight out. The wailing cut off on a sharp note, with the precision of a blade. Probably it was a small animal meeting its end by some predator, a rabbit in the claws of an owl. Still, I opened the window, sticking my head out. A salty breeze off Sky Beach tickled my nostrils. Someone had a bonfire going. Two rows of houses, the road, and an escarpment of rocks separated the house from the ocean. Even if I couldn't see the water, I could hear its constant murmur. Returning to my desk, I frowned at my laptop. I knew I wouldn't study for Friday's exam. My insomnia was like that. It kept me up but didn't let me do anything productive. A drop of red welled up in my cuticle, where I chewed it to a nub. It stung like hell. I shook my hand, heading into the bathroom where I put my head under the faucet for a drink, then kept the water streaming and forced my finger under it. I kept thinking about the wailing. It had sounded almost… inhuman. Years before he died, my gramps said, You worry too much, Finn. There's a lot out there that's hard to put your mind around and it's not always your job. I thought he'd been talking about leprechauns and pukas, but now I wondered if he'd been talking about my family, my sisters. Even back then, overseeing their welfare had been my role. I never had a choice. A sound echoed through the dark hall, a thick snuffling of mucus and muted crying. Emma, again. I stood still listening, hoping if I ignored it and pretended everything was okay, she would stop and go back to sleep. At fifteen, she shouldn't need her big brother to drive away the night's demons. After a few moments of hearing her sniffling, I surrendered. I turned off the water and reached for the light switch. Before I touched it, the bulb flickered, died, then came on again. I had just replaced the bulb, but maybe I had to work on the old wiring. Not that I had the time, or the money. The light stayed on, but I had the weird feeling that if I turned around, it would go out again. I left the bathroom, heading through the narrow hallway to the twins' room. Emma sat up on her futon when I entered. She swayed a bit, and the clouds had moved enough for a slice of moonlight to illuminate her face. She stared intently at me. What's wrong? I asked. I could hear you crying all the way down the hall. Mom's dead, she said. She's gone. Another nightmare. The fourth night in a row. I promised myself I'd get her help. This couldn't go on. Kira shifted in her sleep and kicked at the covers. I put an arm around Emma, lowering my voice. Mom's not dead. You had a dream. She shook her head. Mom's dead. Shh, you'll wake Kira. Emma's gray eyes looked through me. For a moment, I shared her uneasiness. Was it one of her dreams, or something else? I dropped my gaze, studying the oak floor. It showed signs of rot in places where the veneer had worn off, Other areas of the room needed attention as well. Paint peeled from the wainscoting, and water spots in the ceiling suggested a roof leak. We should call her, Emma said, and I knew she meant it. It's three in the morning. I don't think she'd appreciate the call. I don't care, she said. You want people thinking you're crazy? That's what's gonna happen if you call them in the middle of the night. Not to mention that it might scare the bejesus out of them. Emma whispered, I'm not crazy. I can't help I know things. Her eyes shone, begging me to believe her. Okay, fine, let's go call mom, I said. I stood, gesturing for her to follow. We slipped past Kira as she snored away, and I eased the door closed behind us. Emma ran the back of her hand across red eyes. Why didn't I tell her to go back to sleep and make her lay down? She followed me to my room. Stop crying. Suck it up or so help me I'll give you a reason to cry. That's what my father would have said. Emma sprawled out on my bed while I unplugged my cell phone from its charger. I dialed, and the phone rang and rang. I didn't want Mom to be dead. Mom and I didn't get along, why would we, after she walked out on her family. But she was still my mom. The phone rang a few more times. Mom wasn't going to answer. My stomach dropped, convinced another of Emma's predictions was true. Another ring, and the phone would go to voicemail.
1: hey hey Hey, christine hey what uh let's talk about pro writing aid
0: oh let's do it because i was using it this week and i just got the new update and it is so cool because it now makes suggestions for inclusive language so That's if you put awesome. in yeah it is awesome so if you put in something like policeman or actress it'll be like hey maybe you think about this word choice and like not make it gender specific and that is awesome
1: yeah. So like, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, article here and it's talking about, you know, the food was thrown to me by my waitress. Well, you could consider saying server instead. And I think that that becomes really helpful when you talk about tertiary characters or those sorts of characters that you don't necessarily need to, you know, p- put your presumptions on their their gender or their pronoun usage. And so putting in server just makes it more inclusive. And when it comes down to it your your tertiary characters who are reflections of the other the the rest of the world, uh, they don't need to have uh, those sorts of exclusionary language.
0: hundred percent agree. Yes,
1: cool. so that's an awesome addition that Pro Writing Aid has, and I think that that just can help to make you recognize how you can be more inclusive in your writing, which is fantastic. Uh, and ProWritingAid has like a thousand other amazing ways to make your writing just a little bit better. Uh, so let's go to ProWritingAid.com and let's yeah. sign up for it. And yeah. you can use our discount code.
0: Serial20, S-E-R-I-A-L 20. But you didn't give, have enough reasons to use it already. Now you've got one more. Go check it
1: out. 20% discount. All right. So LP Styles, we're back at it again. Uh, This time with your wonderful Dark is Away. So I'm getting vibes of some of my favorite horrors uh, like Hereditary and even the video game Until Dawn. So I am curious, what inspired you to write this serial?
0: Well, I think Stuart and I are both fans of classic horror. New England horror, Stephen King, you know, all of that slow burn, uh, creepy horror where you think... You don't know whether it's supernatural or not. So yeah, and I think you're right on with the hereditary there. I definitely think it has that vibe.
3: It's it's actually an interesting story. When Christine, what Christine often does when we collaborate, she throws ideas, and uh, that I usually complain about, and then we fight over, you know, plot. And her original idea, she wanted to have uh, to show the effects of alcoholism in a family. And she wanted it to, you know, to be an abusive family, and she wanted to show how the effects of that uh, could go through generations. And it was important for her to, at the same time, uh, you know, use horror as a, uh, you know, the plot, the horror plot, as a metaphor for what's going on in the family. So that was really the beginning or the kernel of of the dark as a way.
1: I absolutely love that because that was going to be one of my questions was if your monster was an underlying metaphor because we see that all the time in movies like uh, Annihilation where uh, the metaphor is really cancer and how people cope with it and how many are lost to it and then also Hereditary honing in on that idea of inheritance so I really love that you guys are exploring the idea of alcoholism. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? I'm really curious now that you've mentioned it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, actually, I kind of forgot about that until Stuart mentioned it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that was it. I was really um, thinking that there's nothing more horrific than uh, family dysfunction and family trauma that goes on for generations. So, yeah, we kind of wanted to parallel that uh, with the supernatural that was going on and to make a correlation between them and our poor main character, Finn. Uh, We just torture him. I mean, he has nothing. He's basically on his own. He's taking care of his sisters. He has like one friend um, who is sometimes supportive and some not. And we just dump torture after torture after torture on him. And he's trying to deal with it on his own. And I think, you know, having to try to deal with things by yourself without a community or a family connection to help you through is Horrific. I can't really think of anything more horrific than that.
3: And and not just that. There was another element too, uh, which was uh, Christine in, in, in wanting to do a the horror. She also wanted to include the idea that the whatever the entity was was really utilizing modern technology to to spread throughout the community, which which was, you know, an important part of it as well, because uh, t- while technology has been a boon for us, it's also, you know, torn apart elements of our society. It's torn apart families that, you know, the attention span of the average person is dramatically cut the brain is rewired because of of technology and, and uh, we're still going under a transformation. So that becomes, uh, an element of horror in the, uh, the book.
1: Yeah, I really liked uh, some of the later episodes where your monster is basically utilizing like the cell phone and sending messages or maybe even just causing hallucinations for people to see those messages. I thought that was a really fun uh, tie-in. So I'm curious, uh, what is your top three to five favorite horror content, either books, movies, games, TV shows, what you got?
3: Uh, I will give you mine, and then I'll, I'll let Christine do hers. I, uh, my, my absolute favorite horror is The Exorcist. Um, I Maybe it's just a generational thing. Uh, another one which uh, affected me was uh, The Conjuring, which I thought was amazing fun. Brilliantly directed, you know, just a series of tropes. I have a habit of yelling things out in a movie theater in a horror film. And I, you know, if you're going to a door, I might yell out, is Stuart going to this door? And it got to the point where people in the audience were yelling, Oh no, he's not. And so it was, it was a fun experience. And uh, this, I thought the supernatural series uh, on the CW were great series for a, you know, horror show. And of course, uh Night Stalker. Love the old, you know, Kolchek series. Christian.
0: Yeah, I hate to be redundant, but I'm with you on the Exorcist, both the movie and the book. Uh the book freaked me out. Reading that, I was like jumping at my towel in the bathroom. I'm like, ah, it's coming to get me. Uh it was so scary. I love let the right one in, the um original version with the the subtitles. It was also a slow work, just so creepy, and the images is, is just so stark. Um, those are my top two, top third. You know, uh, more recently, I loved uh, Paul Tremblay's Head Full of Ghosts, messing with that psychological horror. I thought that was really excellent, so I'll
3: pick that And third. And Grady's work. Uh, oh,
0: yeah, uh, what was that? The, um, the
3: southern-, southern Book
0: Club's Guide's. To slaying vampires? To slaying
3: vampires, yeah. yeah.
0: it was small town horror. It was creepy because it just felt like it could happen anywhere. And, Brilliant. Yeah, I did love that.
1: Excellent. Now I have a handful of resources uh, to check out. So, by the time that this episode airs, your serial will be complete. So, what yeah. can readers expect going into this series?
0: Well, first of all, happy I- Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Halloween when we drop this serial, isn't it? Mm hmm. Yeah. So this yeah, I'm very really excited a about that.
3: It.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. They had the last episode of season one dropping on Halloween. So what you can expect is a uh, slow creep horror, that constant tension, that constant build until the end of season one. A lot of family dysfunction, a lot of um, our main character being tortured and trying to cope with it on his own. What else can they expect, Stuart?
3: Uh, a lot I'm of excited. surprises, I hope.
0: A lot of surprises.
3: Yeah, uh, a lot of. There was, there was, uh, it's interesting in writing this book. You, you get near the end and suddenly you have a revelation as a writer and you realize you've been writing this plot with a, a twist that finally reveals itself and you never intended it in the beginning. But then you, when you look back, you see how it, it couldn't have been any other way. And I can't tell them what that twist is without revealing.
0: No, that would be a spoiler.
3: And I wouldn't have yeah. that.
0: Yeah. And uh, there are some light moments. Uh, he has a friend that's kind of a goofy sidekick. So we have a little bit of, you know, lightness and humor in there. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um, yeah, but I hope people just feel that, that constant tension throughout the story and that constant build. That's my favorite kind of horror.
3: Yeah. Also, at the end of this, what I'm hoping as well is we'll have a note in uh, the author's notes about a sequel to to this uh, that we've been beginning to discuss. We're also in the middle of writing the sequel to uh, The Molecule Thief that's called The Time Runner. And uh, Christine and I also, hopefully we can get it dropped by Halloween. We're talking about putting together a group of short stories, that horror short stories, so that it will be a fitting uh, melange for the season. Love horror. Love the feel of it.
0: Yeah, and like you said, we have um, the last episode will be dropping today, and in the author notes, you know, we're planning a season two, but if anyone has ideas for what they would like to see, you know, we would love to incorporate audience feedback uh, for suggestions, for point of view, for, you know, um, scary stuff they'd like to see, whatever. I, yeah, it would be awesome if we could get some suggestions and incorporate what readers want into the next season.
3: And I'll be happy to kill anybody off uh, if somebody wants to be killed off in anything we write. You know, give us a note and we'll be happy to off you.
0: Like and, a reader, and... you, like if the if you <laughs> want to be killed, just give us your name and we'll off you in the serial. I why do not? That. That'd be fun. <laughs> you
3: know, I did a, a trivia thing one time, and uh, the winner got to have their name and uh, being murdered. So that's always fun, killing off a reader. Any reader out there wanting to die, just let me know. (laughs) Perfect.
1: We'll just put that in the little uh, blurb for the episode. So you have a a sequel then. Do you have any sort of idea where it's going to go or something you kind of hint to the readers? Or are you just keeping it completely open-ended?
0: It's pretty open ended right now. I think we have an end game in mind, you know, whenever we wrap up the serial, however many seasons that'll be, I have no idea, but I think we're going to probably start doing kind of smaller story arcs. I don't know. Yeah, we're not really sure. We've just been kind of winging it as we go along, which is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what the platform kind of alludes to, not necessarily is designed for, but it alludes to it at the very least. And... I've been loving the episodes. For some reason, these episodes I find um, more cinematic than some of the other serials that I've been reading. And I like to savor them a little bit more, which is unique uh, for serials. So I'm just tossing that out there. But I am curious to know, who is your
3: favorite character and why? Well, my favorite character is, uh, I think, uh, Griff. Uh, it's, It's just because he's irreverent. He's a pain in the ass, and uh, he's—you know—he he will surprise you by the end of the novel. He's—he certainly is someone who, hopefully, will have a long lifespan. Christine, what about you?
0: Yeah, I do love Griff. Sometimes those side characters just take over and shine. And I also love—and this is getting to sound weird—I love Finn's mother because she's so awful. She is just a horrible human being. You know, uh, Stuart and I were joking the other day, and then it's like, you think you got a bad mom? She'll make your mom look like Marge Simpson, you know? (laughs) So she is uh, horrific in terms of family dysfunction. And I think sometimes it's just really fun playing with uh, your antagonist in that way and just making her a terrible person.
3: And if you think she's bad now, wait till the end of the novel. Holy moly. Wonderful. So what kind
1: of research goes into crafting this uh, horror?
3: A lot. We, uh, we picked a town we'd never been to. We, we picked a culture that we were not, uh, or at least I wasn't well up on. And we researched the culture, the area. We did, uh, I love Google Maps because you can go on street level and go touring the area. Um, I had Facebook communication with the residents of the town we chose. I was asking all the sorts of, you know, little bitty details and, and, and hoping to get information from them. And they were pretty, pretty easy going. Um, and that and the end of the area and also Irish, uh, uh, Irish American culture in America. And Christine was, was really good about digging into that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, we really wanted to do um, kind of a love story to classic new England horror And uh, we just found this town that was just, I think it was like the highest percentage of Irish population in the U S. So we based our town on that. Of course, we changed the name. We changed a lot of things because it is fictional, but I was like, Oh, it'd be really cool to do Irish mythology with all the supernatural that was going on. So yeah, we did a lot of research into Irish, Irish mythology, a lot of Google Earth (laughs) looking at, you know, locations. Um, I think that was most of the research that we did. Yeah.
3: Do you do you know what else we did? And I think I did. I know this is not what what you're asking, but I I feel pretty strongly about it as a writer. Um, there's all bunch of different categories in the field of horror. There are people who want to see just gore and blood. I mean, you know, they you know the, the term splatterpunk comes to mind. Um, and then there are other writers who really will focus on character and theme and, and try to get something that appeals not just within the horror community, but outside the horror community as well, because fear isn't about, um, you know, a genre, fear is universal emotion. And there's no reason that you can't play upon it. Um, Halloween is is a great holiday because it deals with death. It deals with the great leveler and allows us to work, through our fear or our issues in some ways through masquerade through um you know community so in in writing this i thought it was important for us you won't find and i hate to to give away this away you won't find page after page after page of graphic description of you know blood and gore and i'm especially not going to do that where children are involved um so i'm hopefully going forward people will be disquieted people will be frightened by when they're done they'll be outraged they'll be shocked the one thing i promise they won't be is is grossed out and and uh you know i don't know about other people but when it comes to torture porn you you know like movies like hostile i just i can't get into that
1: yeah same here so that is very good to know um because i am loving this series so good to know it's going to end on that kind of fun proper payoff i think so in episode nine one of the girls wants to go see a movie called vampire automaton uh what is the premise of this uh story world movie
0: (laughs) Why did we We even put vampire? That's going to be the next serial, Vampire Automaton. (laughs) I just thought that would be a really cool movie to see. Um, Yeah, like so, if you have some kind of robot or AI who is a vampire, (laughs) I think it was kind of a play thematically too on um, our supernatural phenomenon that was invading the technology. So I think we wanted to keep thematic with that and and do a parallel. So we came up this with this ridiculous name for this movie that was uh, thematically on point, but also I think something fun that teenagers would definitely want to go see.
3: (laughs) And it made us laugh, so you know, it made us laugh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if uh, if you ever have a short about it, uh, uh, definitely let me know because I want to read it.
0: There we go. That's our next short story. Next, I
3: think. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, go for it. So we've got two sequels and some shorts coming out. Is there more horror from LP Styles in the works?
3: Definitely. Oh, definitely. I know that you know Christine is very much into uh, science fiction and and a lot of different genres. I know she likes horror, but I wouldn't call her primarily a horror writer. I'm the horror writer, so even to, you know, to satisfy my horror Jones, I can say, yeah, we're going to have to have some horrific stuff coming down the pike.
1: All right. So you answered this question during Molecules Thief, but now that we are a few months in, what do you like most about writing serial fiction? And then what do you like most about writing horror as serial fiction?
0: Um, I think one of the things I like most about writing serial fiction is that it, it's more, uh, you can't be as perfectionistic. You just kind of have to go with the idea that you have, cause you don't have time to just, you know, do 10 revisions of something. Um, it, it makes you trust yourself more as a reader. It makes you write more, uh, concisely. And I like that you see, the finished product kind of sooner because you're doing these smaller arcs you're getting audience uh reads and feedback you know you're getting those messages on instagram from people who are enjoying it so i really like that as, as a writer i really appreciate um all the readers that reach out and tell us what they're enjoying so i really do enjoy that because you don't get that in other kinds of uh fiction not so immediately anyway
3: i like the pressure um one of the things that I'm writing faster and and harder now than I've done in a long time. I mean, Christine can tell you when it comes to the the sequel I'm working on. I'm you know I'm pounding it out. Think about the last thing we collaborated on, Christine. We did a um, not the one of the Emerald Keys, I think it was. Uh, you know, I mean, we were dragging at times.
0: It took a long time.
3: Yeah. But this, you know, I, I'm i going to tr- I'm trying to get I don't think I'll be done with it by the end of September before I'm really pushing it. So we'll see. And there's there's not a there's pressure to get it done. But just, yeah, I don't worry about publication stuff and edit, you know, and and the mainstream, you know, press, you know, that you're writing it and you're making yourself happy and. Hopefully there's a niche you're appealing to Uh, it's while there's certainly a pressure to perform and a a pressure to to put out something. I just don't feel the same pressure I have in in traditional writing. And I think that's liberating. I mean, the pressure to be good is there because that's, you've got to challenge yourself, but I don't, I don't have the same pressure as I do when I'm a traditional author.
1: Awesome. Well, Thank you, too, for coming back on to tell us about Dark is a
0: Way. Thank you so much for interviewing us.
1: Our thanks today to LP Styles for coming on again and letting us share their episode. If you liked it, you can read their first three episodes free on Kindle Vella. The link is in the show notes. Also, if you're a writer, we have a companion podcast, The Writer's Serial Fiction Show, where we talk with authors about their stories and discuss the elements of writing compelling serial fiction.
0: We want to thank you for listening to the Reader Serial Fiction Show. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, send them your favorite episode link. And if you want to leave an Apple podcast review, we read all of them and take your suggestions. You can also leave a comment on this episode on our website, SerialFictionShow.com. Finally, we now have a Patreon where you can get Serial Fiction Show episodes early and other great stuff. We have tons of things in the works. Check it out at Patreon.com slash Serial Fiction Show thanks and we'll see you next time with another serial fiction episode and And that's that's a a wrap. wrap like do you speak french because yeah because daigle is a french pronunciation name and i'm like if you knew how i have given up on the pronunciations they just say daigle he would cry because mm-hmm. that's not how you say it but it's very anglicized how do you say it daigle
1: yeah i would fuck that up
0: <laughs> so i'm like daigle like bagel that's how the singer says it totally cool i mean i that's, get your like, l rolled in there daigle.
1: rind flesh daigle. is just the the uh Angloed way Because it's supposed to be like flush, And I'm just like I you can't go. even do exactly. it so Exactly I'm just
0: like daggle like bagel And then everyone's like Oh bagel okay. like
1: bagel